Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, March 1st, and this is your FT News Briefing. The head of the European Commission is preparing for more pandemics after this one, and Japan is pushing for more change to its corporate culture. Plus, Lucid Motors listing isn't just the biggest SPAC deal we've ever seen. The company could also give Tesla a run for its money. But first, a look at the UK's budget. I said at the beginning of this crisis, I would do whatever it took to protect people, families and businesses through this crisis, and I remain completely committed to that. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. That was UK Chancellor Rishi Sunak we just heard from. He was speaking on Sky TV yesterday, and he added that more help for Britain's pandemic-stricken retailers is on the way. To talk about this week's budget announcement, I'm joined by the FT's political editor, George Parker. George, you just interviewed Chancellor Sunak last week. What can we look forward to with this budget? I think the first thing that Rishi Sunak will be trying to do in his budget, this is his second budget, will be setting out short-term measures to see the British economy through to what they hope will be the end of the pandemic. So this is leading up to the date, June the 21st, loosely called Freedom Day, when the government hopes that all remaining coronavirus restrictions will be removed. So until that point, Rishi Sunak is going to be throwing billions of pounds more at the economy and at supporting jobs, keep the economy ticking over. But after that, there's a separate question, which is, The bill will come in at some point. And Rishi Sunak, I think, is going to be absolutely clear that at some point taxes will have to rise to start repaying some of the money that he's been borrowing over this last very expensive year. And based on your conversation with him last week, what are Sunak's expectations when it comes to the UK's economy in the long term? Well, he said he wanted to level with the British people about the impact on the public finances. He's worried that the pandemic will leave what they call permanent scarring on the economy, leave it permanently smaller, and that will create a hole in the public finances of tens of billions of pounds. And so he's going to be saying that now is the time to start preparing for the tough measures that will need to be taken to close that gap. And we're expecting a significant rise in Britain's rate of corporation tax. Currently has one of the lowest levels of company taxation in the G7. And I think we'll see that move up towards much closer to the G7 average. So I think um, we're going to see some tax rises. Some Conservative MPs won't like that. But I think Rishi Sunak sees that as a sort of what he previously called it a moral responsibility of a Conservative government to leave the public finances in a, in a sound state when they leave office. That was the FT's political editor, George Parker. The president of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, said the COVID-19 pandemic won't be Europe's last. Speaking to the FT, von der Leyen said Europe must prepare its medical sector to cope with what she called an era of pandemics. She described plans for a Europe-wide fast reaction system. It would respond more quickly to emerging medical threats and work on adapting vaccines. And it would combine researchers, biotech companies, manufacturers, and public authorities. Meanwhile, Hungary has broken with the EU's vaccine strategy. It's approved and is administering a vaccine developed by the Chinese company Sinopharm. It's also the only EU member to have approved Russia's Sputnik V vaccine. The Sinopharm and Sputnik V vaccines have not been approved by the EU. Yesterday, Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban received the Chinese jab and posted the news on Facebook. Thank you. 
Japan is preparing revisions to its country's corporate governance code in an effort to further shake up an inward-looking corporate culture. The head of Japan's financial services agency, Ryozo Himino, told the FT that the revisions aim to strengthen the role of corporate boards, make core management more diverse, and he wants to improve disclosures on the environment. Specifically, the FSA will urge companies to allocate a third of their board seats to independent directors and aim for a majority of non-executives. Himino said there's been a huge change in corporate governance since a code was instituted under former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, but critics say the code hasn't done enough. Tesla still reigns supreme in the world of electric vehicles, but there's a new car in town that's hot on Tesla's heels. It's called the Lucid Air, and it's set to start production later this year. The company behind it is Lucid Motors, and it claims its luxury sedan has a range of 500 miles. That's more than Tesla's Model S. I'm joined now by the FT's Patrick McGee, who's been reporting on Lucid. Patrick, I gotta ask about Lucid's financing. Last week, as you know, Lucid filed for a $24 billion listing through a special purpose acquisition company. That's the biggest SPAC we've seen to date. What do you make of that? I think there are 12 different companies that have either SPAC'd or are in the process of SPACing um, in the electric vehicle world. And Lucid, as far as I know, is the only one that actually has a production facility up and running. So, you know, Peter Rawlinson, the former Tesla chief engineer for the Model S, who's the, the chief executive of Lucid, he was just telling me the other day that, you know, he's been driving the pre-production model that they've produced, you know, and it's got various problems. And he, he also you know, said it's amazing in certain respects, as you might expect. But, you know, most other car companies in the EV world don't actually have a product to drive around right now. So they have this factory in Arizona, which at full capacity will be able to build 400,000 vehicles a year. Right now, the capacity is 34,000. But the number of vehicles they've actually created is, is just, uh, you know, I think it's maybe a dozen or something, right? It's not that many. But their hope is that they're actually selling vehicles. They've already taken reservations for them this summer. So Patrick, in the world of electric vehicles, there are two camps for, forming, as, as far as I can see. There are legacy car companies, you know, you're Porsches and Audis, the places that are household names and have the resources to throw money at EV development. And then there are places like Tesla and Lucid, what we're talking about right now, where EVs are their sole focus. It's their bread and butter. Does either camp have an advantage here? Right. Um, when I was our Frankfurt correspondent covering the German industry, I was always trying to think of the big questions automotive industry faced. And one of the big questions to me is, is it easier for someone like Tesla, including its followers, to sort of prove technology and then scale up? Or for a company like Volkswagen, Toyota, GM to retool their factories, get different experts, and simply electrify their vehicles? And that's a sort of unanswerable question. It'll be it'll be answered in the, in the coming decade. But Lucid is clearly a Tesla competitor that is proving the technology and then scaling up. So if the battle between startups and incumbents is won by Tesla and Lucid over the next decade, it would tell you that the future of automotive is so defined by software and so defined by electrification and battery technology. If the incumbents win, then it's sort of like the old rules of the game that are 80 years old. Uh, are winning, right? That scale is the key to success. How much of a threat is Lucid to Tesla? I don't know that Lucid is a serious threat to Tesla. I mean, what's interesting is since Lucid has come out with uh, various specs on its vehicles last autumn, Tesla has come out with a new version of the Model S called the Plaid. And 
maybe it's coincidence, maybe it's not, but they just so <laughs> just so ever beat out the lucid. And so you you do wonder if if Elon Musk and team are very careful in making sure that they stay a step ahead of anyone who sort of can claim the mantle of, you know, uh, better efficiency drawn from the battery. Is there anything that could trip lucid up at this point? Oh, I mean, absolutely. Look, lucid's specs are very impressive. But, you know, I think Elon Musk has been very clear that Tesla, despite its success and despite being worth more than what the next seven or eight car makers combined, it has almost gone bankrupt, you know, I think at least twice in its 15 or 16 year history. And the reason why is just building cars is incredibly difficult. And building the futuristic cars that are software defined that sort of connect to the cloud that are going to have to have autonomy. I mean, this is just no uh, fool's errand. And so, you know, it's not that you can think of one or two reasons why Lucid might slip up, you can think of dozens. Patrick McKee is the FT San Francisco correspondent. He covers electric vehicles for the paper. Thank you, Patrick. Cheers. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT news briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.